0: Good morning. Good morning. The first lesson is from Isaiah, fifty-five, one through five. Ho, every one who thirsts, come to the waters, and you that have no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend your money for which is not bread, and your labor for that which does not satisfy? and delight yourselves in rich food. Incline your ear and come to me. Listen so that you may live. I will make you an everlasting covenant, my steadfast, sure love for David. See, I made a witness to the peoples, a leader and commander of the people. See, you shall call nations that you do not know. And nations that do not know you shall run to you because of the Lord your God the holy one of Israel for he has glorified you The psalm is 145 read responsively The Lord is gracious and full of compassion slow to anger and of great kindness the Lord is The Lord upholds all those who fall. He lifts, lifts up those who are bowed down. You you open wide your hand and satisfy the needs of every living creature. The Lord is near to those who call upon him, to all who call upon him faithfully. He fulfills the desire of those who fear him. He hears their cry and them. The Lord preserves all those who love him, but he destroys all the wicked. The second lesson is from Romans nine, one through five. I am speaking the truth in Christ, I am not lying. My conscience confirms it by the Holy Spirit. I have great sorrow and uneasy anguish in the heart in my heart, for for I could wish that I myself were accused and cut off from Christ to the sake of my own people, my kindred according to the flesh. They are Israelites, and and to them belong the adoption, the glory, the covenants, the giving of the law, the worship, and the promises. To them belong the patriots. From them, according to the flesh, comes the Messiah, who is all over. God bless forever. Amen. That ends the lesson.
1: Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 14th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Now when Jesus heard about the beheading of John the Baptist, he withdrew from there in a boat to a deserted place by himself. But when the crowds heard it, they followed him on foot from the towns. When he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion for them and cured their sick. When it was evening, the disciples came to him and said, This is a deserted place, and the hour is now late. Send the crowds away so that they may go into the villages and buy food for themselves. Jesus said to them, They do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. They replied, We have nothing here but five loaves and two fish. And he said, Bring them here to me. Then he ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass. Taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and blessed and broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples. And the disciples gave them to the crowds and all ate and all were filled. And they took up what was left over of the broken pieces, twelve baskets full. And those who ate were about 5,000 men besides women and children. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, O Christ. may be seated at this time, the children's sermon. Okay, you're going to enjoy me good. Good morning. Okay, you're very faithful. Hi, good morning. How was your, weren't you at a camp? A space camp? How'd that go? That's fun. It was fun, I bet. Were you in, in space? No. Okay, <laughs> Okay. good morning. Let us pray. Almighty God, may the words that are spoken and how we listen be guided by your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. So today, what does Jesus use to feed those, those 5,000 people? Five loaves and two fish. Right, five loaves and two fish. He has them sit down on that. Does that seem like a lot? No, no it's not a lot. You probably catch a dozen fish. And you probably, ca- oh, you don't care. <laughs> Do you guys fish? Sometimes. Sometimes. Okay. Um, so that isn't much food. So Jesus takes the fish and the loaves and blesses them, and the, the whole 5,000 are fed, and there's leftover. So I wanted to focus today on the fish because there's a lot to think about in regards to the fish. And just to say, um, the first disciples of Jesus were fishermen. So we know that. God created the fish. Um, Jesus says to those first disciples, or later, he says, I'm going to make you fish for people. And that's kind of a call to all of us, that we would be fishing um, to bring people to Jesus Christ. Now the, the fish is an interesting, I need, I want to show you this, because in the Greek language, the word for fish is ichthus. And if you take the first letter of, of those, those Greek letters, um, you can form a phrase. and the phrase that is formed, taking those letters, is Jesus Christ. God's Son, Savior. So the fish became a symbol, as you know, of early Christianity. When Christians in early Christianity they were being persecuted. We hear in the lesson John's beheaded already, um, John the Baptist. But Christians were be- persecuted, so they we couldn't they couldn't worship out in the open like this. They would be hiding in secret places and one of the things they could do they wouldn't put a plastic fish on the floor but what they would do in the earth or the soil on the path is they would make the sign of a fish and that would point the way to where Christians were worshiping the Romans weren't catching on to this so they were safe they were safe with the sign of the fish now today people have fish in their homes it's a sign of our faith Those that might, there's even jewelry with fish, which is very nice. Um, It's a sign if you, when you take this, it reminds you Jesus Christ, Son of God, your Savior. The fish reminds us of this miracle of the feeding of 5,000. The fish reminds us that Jesus feeds us in this meal of Holy Communion, his body and blood. And finally, I think the fish would remind each of us that you and I are sent out to share our faith and bring others to Jesus, amen. The blessing of Almighty God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with each of you, amen. So I have some fish to give you or one for you. Um, The mounting is easy, you'll figure that out. I won't, but you will. Someone showed me, and the back is the sticky part, I think. But you take that off. And if you wanna put it somewhere, just keep it like that. We hope it will remind you of Jesus Christ, God's Son, our Savior. And there's something to help you with that. A little sheet. The season of, we're in the green season, so we like to put this on green sheet. So this is a little bit of what I said. And I'm not saying, well, yeah, someday you might look at this and say, oh, okay, is that what that means? Ichthus, A Greek word that means Whoops, fish. Okay, and there goes that microphone. Amen. Thank you. You can return to the seats, your seats. I keep losing this. Have children's church, and that's good. They, that's been going very well, and we're thankful for that part of our, our shared ministry. Let us pray, Almighty God, may the words that are spoken and how we listen be guided by the Holy Spirit and true the Holy Gospel that we indeed may be strengthened to listen so that we may live in the name of Jesus we pray amen how important is it for us to listen closely our society and world put so much emphasis on having something to say an opinion a quick answer And if you don't have a quick answer, if you're a student in school, or even some adults, if you don't have a quick answer, someone might say, hmm, what's wrong? Because we fill the silence where we could listen. Because I think listening and silence are uncomfortable, we fill it with talking. That fills the space. The theme is listening to live. Speaking for God, the prophet Isaiah says in chapter 55 of that first lesson, listen so that you may live. It's really hidden in that whole, or that short passage. Listen so that you may live. Life becomes abundant when we are listening to God. The call from God in this passage is to listen to God. And the pattern for listening to God is kind of spelled out so beautifully in Psalm 46, verse 10, be still and know that God is God. So to be listening, there will need to be silence and there will need to be as settled a heart as you can possibly create in the midst of your busy lives and all of our lives. Listen, as you know, means to pay attention to someone or something in order to hear and comprehend what is said, sung, or played. Listening is an act of humility. We attend to and focus on the person that's speaking or playing the instrument or singing. Listening is an act of waiting. That's the hard part, isn't it? Wait. We've got to wait till the person speaking gets through what they're going to say. We are pausing our lives to, to listen to a story or to music unfold. Listening to another is to affirm that when an individual is expressing and speaking, it's a value to us to listen. It shows honor and respect. And listening, we give ourselves over, focusing on another. As the biblical witness shows us, our first and central listening is always to God. Not only petitioning God with our needs and desires, which we will do in a few minutes in the prayer of the church. And so we will be petitioning God for all the needs that surround us. And yet as I I think of prayer, prayer is not only petitioning, but it is this gift of listening. In fact, I would go so far as to say Um, that that prayer is 90% listening and 10% petitioning God. We won't be able to petition God unless we're listening. Not only to what we need, but what the world needs and what others need. So that listening is an important part, and it's the central way we hear how God is calling us, listening. When we listen to God, we are sent out to listen to each other. That's important. Whenever we're listening to God, it's going to be clear that we're going to be sent out. Listening to God never doesn't usually mean we retreat. Listening to God, we are going to be sent out to listen to each other, to our neighbors, to all people, to our whole family, to all people. Be listening to everybody. We are called by God to listen to the earth. This garden groaning and breathing and supporting and sustaining our lives we listen to the garden when we listen in this way and we are sustained and directed and and held in Matthew 14 Jesus withdraws to a deserted place by himself because the disciples of John the Baptist have come and told Jesus John the Baptist has been murdered by Herod Antipas, the ruler of Galilee, a puppet governor of the Roman Empire, you know that. The powerful and harsh Roman Empire and the Jewish governor are in scripture in conflict, always with Jesus and with John the Baptist. The gospels are full of conflicts. And the conflict is that they are in conflict with the loving, merciful, grace-filled, justice-seeking message of Jesus. A justice-seeking message is scary. And they didn't like it because they were in power and they had control. Jesus is always standing against governments and institutions and leaders of any age or any time who undermine justice, who pervert the truth, and who do not work to serve for the welfare of all people and include in a democracy that all the citizens can have the freedom to honorably vote. As Rome and the Jewish hierarchy did to John, they're going to do to Jesus. John is beheaded, Jesus crucified On the cross. Having listened to the disciples of John with the horrible news they brought Jesus, our Lord is seeking to withdraw. He's seeking to be led, to be away by himself to listen and to pray. He knows that listening is to live and he needs that. But the crowds hear where he is going and they follow him. And as you heard just read, Um, Instead of having a time to be alone, Jesus has compassion on the people, on the crowd. He heals, he teaches, and later the miracle of the 5,000. As in so many instances in the ministry of Jesus, And in contrast to governments and human institutions that do not serve everyone, Jesus lays aside his need. Jesus lays aside his desire. Jesus lays aside what he could have done for himself. He turns away from some moments to grieve and give thanks for John the Baptist, and Jesus serves. Not alone, he goes out and serves, healing with compassion for them all. Ah, but the disciples, the disciples see there's a problem. The day goes on and they're in a deserted place. The great crowd needed food and they had nothing to give the crowd to eat. The hour was late and the disciples' solution, as you heard, is, well, let's, there's time. Send them into the uh, towns and they can buy food for themselves. I want to read again what Jesus says. Jesus says they do not need to go away. Give them something to eat. Jesus not only challenges the the disciples, he also empowers them. In our listening to God, there will be challenges when you listen. There will be empowerments also. They reply, well, wait a minute. We only have five loaves and two fish. That's not much because these are a lot of hungry people. They believe they had nothing to give pause a minute to just ask, do we believe we have nothing to give to others? Or maybe we think we don't have enough. Those beliefs that we live in scarcity cripple ministry, cripple our lives as disciples of Christ. And if we think we don't have enough, or if we think that we are not gifted enough, please remember the call in Isaiah Listen to God so that you may live. And then that listening, the revelation of your gifts and the call to share your gifts will be heard by you. When the disciples tell Jesus they don't have enough to feed the crowd, Jesus shows them what is available is actually plenty. That two fish, five loaves, hey, that was an abundance, wasn't it? He blesses and breaks the five loaves and two fish. He gives the food to the disciples. The disciples distributed to the crowd, all ate and all were filled. And they took the broken pieces, 12 baskets full of leftovers. And then they tell us there were about 5,000 children, women, and men. In this miracle Jesus reveals his life-giving and life-renewing power by feeding many hungry people. Our ministries when we feed people are based on Christ's call and example to feed the hungry as we have been fed by Christ. We're at a meal right now. The meal of word and sacrament. You're being fed the gospel of Jesus Christ in hearing lessons and in the moment of a sermon and in the meal, we are, be, we are being fed by Christ our Lord. Your ministry of the Shepherd, Good Shepherd's Closet, offering clothing and now food also to those in need, is a powerful example of following Jesus. And it is of great importance to those lives that you here at Good Shepherd Liverpool, you're touching many, many lives. You are listening. Thanks be to God. This feeding miracle of Jesus also points to Holy Communion, where we are fed the meal of Christ's body and blood. That's not bread and fish, the body and blood of Jesus. More than our physical hunger, that meal fills us spiritually to grow in faith. Holy Communion is a foretaste of the heavenly feast to come. Holy Communion is a glimpse into heaven. Heaven is not far away. Those who have died surround us in the cloud of witnesses. This meal reminds us of that heavenly feast to come. In Holy Communion, our sins are forgiven. And you are sent out, forgiven and strengthened, to listen to others and to serve in the name of Christ. In Holy Communion, in this meal, Jesus comes. The risen Christ is present in bread and wine to say to you individually as you receive the meal, Jesus is saying, I love you. And that is a truth that you and I build our lives on. Build our faith on. Build our outreach ministry on build our care for each other on. The essential message is that the Lord provides enormous gifts. The Eucharist is an enormous gift to us and to all people. And when we share there is an abundance, there is enough for all. So we are listening to God. We are fed the meal of Holy Communion. We are hearing the gospel. And all of that guides us to feed others, offering compassion to all others, always working for justice and right relationships, and no one being taken advantage of. Jesus, and if that doesn't happen in this society or world, we are the ones that are called to make that happen. You have a mission. You have a baptismal covenant with God that calls us to compassion, working for justice, and making those on the sides in with us all. No one outside. Jesus feeding the 5,000 calls us to consider the miracle of this moment. I don't mean just the miracle of that hillside, 5,000 people and the sitting in the grass, how wonderful that must have been. No, we're considering the miracle of this moment. This is a miraculous moment. The risen Christ is present, coming in this meal. A miraculous moment that we might take seriously and have a mindset that sees the resources, gifts, talents, and people already in this community. Our focus is to make sure that everyone is involved, no one left on the periphery, no one left out. For all of us have gifts and talents and only as every gift and talent is shared can all be fed, can the ministry prosper. Can you and I become people sharing or fishing for people? So let us be present where we are with gratitude that there is already enough so that we become the body of Christ that magnifies and multiplies the resources of what we have already been blessed with from the very hand of God and always, always, always listening to God, to live fully. Amen. The blessing of Almighty God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with each of you.